your parents start downloading their downloads onto you, their reality. And if they can't warn you at the beginning that there's something very, very wrong, it'll never dawn on you either. Everything that exists in the system and all the electronic gadgetry and television shows also have an interior purpose. It's always an exterior purpose. You think it's entertainment, but it's actually there to putting in the propaganda of this reality. You can't watch a cartoon today for children that doesn't have all the greening messages. In fact, Disney are putting out a major cartoon that blames all the adults for everything that ever happened on the planet. The poor machines have to come back and clean it all up for these fat people. Get ready for Real Talk Radio. You're listening to the National Intel Report with your host, John Statmiller. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, filling in for John Statmiller. And uh, trying to get people to understand the big, big picture here. Nothing is just happening in your lifetime. What's happening is the system is being altered into its next phase. And whatever is happening now was planned long before you were born. And that's no joking. That's a hard one to wrap your head around. But it's true. After all, they printed many, many books at the beginning of the 20th century, even earlier, about this agenda. And they're following it to the letter. They laid out all the, the problems they'd face, what their goals were, the reactions from the public, how to overcome those problems from the public, and how to guide us all like sheep to the new pen. And it's working. What's happening today scares a lot of people who have woken up by different degrees. And there are definite stages to waking up. You never quite have it all. When you think you do, a whole new world opens up to you and there's another level. But what scares you is not your just your reaction to what's happening to the changes around you, it's the people around you and how they're not reacting at all. That's what scares you. Most people are not conscious. They are conditioned, been conditioned their whole lives from birth through education and then media, all through their lives. And that's the reality, it is fixed. Even when the signs and symptoms of the changes are all around them, they ignore it because they can't see it. It's not in their program. These are scientific techniques, and that's what they call them at the top, scientific techniques. It works. It works. And that's why they can guide a whole planet in a certain direction, and very few people are able to actually see it. Even those who see it see little pieces of it, and they tend to fix on a target as causing it, and that's them for life too. They get fixed on it. They don't realize it's much older. This plan is much older than even the religions they follow. It's something that's come down through time. Many of the, the higher Masonic books give allegorical stories about it. Everything's an allegory that gives you a scent of something, and they leave it at that, knowing most will not even smell the scent. 
they talk about their higher abyss and all the rest of it, but never go into the deeper meanings of it. And really it stands, it stands for particular aspects of the human being. The three blows that are struck stand for that. Hiram is just Myra backwards. And Mariah is the conquering wind. It's a spirit they're talking about. And they claim that they have this spirit and have carried it down through the ages, changing the world, always working through the centuries, from the most ancient times, conquering, bringing what they call civilization. And civilization, as the ancients said, is brutal. Every step is brutal because it must destroy all that was to bring in that which is to be new. The new building, the structure of society. They build societies and they take them down too when they fulfill their mission. And that's all history is. From the ancient philosophers who trained the biggest tyrants in the world, the points of light, as they called them, that's what Theodore Roosevelt called them, and Benjamin Franklin. The long corridor of darkness, that means the profane, the world of the profane, symbolized by the big owl they have at the Bohemian Grove and elsewhere. Even have it in Wicca, which is not surprising since high masonry gave Wiccanism to the public for the New Age. The owl sees in their land or the world of darkness, the world of the ordinary people. That's what it means. Sophia, wisdom. If you look at the old English language, you'll see that the F is substituted for the S. The abyss, Hiram, abyss from the abyss. And that's what it stands for. What is the abyss? People like Young would call it the great unconscious, the unconscious mind where every possibility exists, but is tamed by the conscious mind. But that's where all creativity comes from. And those who have the point of light, those who have the fire within them, can alter the destiny of the planet. That's what they mean by their points of light. And therefore, every tyrant who ever existed, regardless of what he did, or how much slaughtering he did, if he changed the course of the world, then he goes down in the Masonic's famous names book. He's one of their boys. That's all that matters, just changing the course of the world, doing the impossible and conquering. That's what they mean by it. And that is how the elites talk about the population of the planet today. Hasn't changed. So for all those little Freemasons out there that are following the nonsense at the bottom, the outer portico, as Albert Pike calls you, you're simply being tested to see if you have the right stuff. The right stuff. You know, you're in the right to Freemasonry. You have the right stuff to see if it can be useful to control the people or con the people and keep the secrets as you're doing it. Right now, this world is under attack. Everyone has been under attack their whole lives through the sciences. The sciences, as Bertrand Russell said, would be risen to prominence as a new priesthood with the same kind of authority that the older priests had in the past. We know what happened in the past with priesthoods. They have no toleration for heresy. And they kill you. And they make sure the public know it's grotesque and awful 
as a warning. Well, we're seeing the same thing today. As the new priesthoods, you know, the ones with white uh, coats come in and make their incredible statements and show us graphs and pictures and computer programs to convince us that we are the problem on the planet and we have to be eradicated. And as they're doing it, they're giving you little blurbs that come out in newspapers and magazines and television shows, convincing you little by little, subconsciously, that you have to go. You're the problem. Until you start parting it to each other. Yeah, I guess there's too many of us. Perception becomes reality. Since the 50s, since they started talking about about the, the urban sprawl, nasty word sprawl, it's kind of degenerate, sprawling all over the place. Not a fuzzy word, for a word I should say. And that gives you the, the picture is bad. And they, they didn't build new houses outside those areas. They could only build houses within existing areas, knocking down old ones, building new. And meanwhile, the immigration quotas across the world have been going up from the third world countries to the first world countries. Therefore, when you have 10 times the population in a city, that's what you had maybe 15, 20 years ago, naturally it definitely seems to, to be to everyone in the city that is overpopulated. And that's what how they create perceptions. You create the problem, you create the illusion. You point to the, to the effects of the problem and say, we've got to fix this. And then they tell us how to fix it. There's too many of you. Simple techniques, the Magi. The Magi are hard at work. The biggest scams they could possibly think of are being pulled off right now on the whole world. The biggest con games are happening right now and have been happening your whole lives with inoculations and you watch the autism skyrocketing along with inoculations. But don't think about it. You have to, you don't, you're not qualified to reason. You see, they tell us that. We watch the incredible incidence of cancers breaking out. Until they're, they're teaching them in medical school now, yeah, everyone's going to die of cancer. It's normal now. Things don't become normal unless something causes it to be so. You don't, even with their own theories of eve evolution, you see, Nothing just changes by itself in, in such a short span of time. It doesn't happen. But we're taught, no, it's just normal now. You only drop dead of cancer. Meanwhile, they've been ramming these inoculations into children on an increasing basis, more and more of them, admitting there's cancer viruses in them. All of these from SOC vaccine onwards, they admitted that. We watch the effects of it, but, but don't think of it. Don't reason about it because you're not qualified to reason. Don't use your own perceptions. Whatever you do, listen to the experts. And what was it Bertrand Russell said? We're creating a world where no one will be able to think without the advice of an expert. And the day would come when a woman wouldn't know how to change a diaper on her own child without a course given by experts. And voila, it's happened. It's happened. And the people haven't a clue because they're not conscious. They're not conscious. They really believe the media is there to tell them what to think about and, and to warn them about things. They really believe that. 
They've been raised to believe it. People should get the old movie that was out about the media and how they become reality for you. I've mentioned it a few times. It's slipped my mind right now because I'm, I'm all over the place with my thoughts. But they become reality for the people. In fact, so much so, the characters even in the fictional comedies are more real to the people than their next door neighbors. Everyone has become so isolated, so isolated they can't communicate to each other anymore. Network was the name of the movie. It's a must see. We'll be back with more after this break. Seven hours yesterday, 
uh, with the lots of spraying in between the clouds as they were going overhead. With the new spray, it's even better than the last kind of spray. It, it, it gets into a big, thick um, column behind the plane much quicker than the old type. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and just passing stones the last couple of days. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was going to ask, um, I'm sorry I haven't read, read your books, and, but I do donate just to keep the spirit alive. But anyway, um, why if um, Revelations is a template that the elite wrote for their final plan of domination, why would they throw in something like uh, Jesus or God coming back and saving the day is that like the idea of the rapture where it's supposed to sedate the people um, emotionally and stuff like that to accept whatever comes along that's part of it that's part of it but you must understand that revelations is written in the mystery language that's why different groups are still fighting over the meanings today yeah. it's not meant that they understand it it's meant to begin very confused oh, over but yeah. it's actually the elites talking about themselves coming through yeah. into the new age and their deity coming back and and again too it falls in with only a few will eventually be saved out of all of this and their helpers you know but of course from a, from a Christian perspective they think it's all of them yeah. they don't realize it's actually the other side talking here and when you have a prophecy a prophecy is as a supernatural prediction. This is not a prophecy. It's called a revelation. It's a revealing. Yeah. And so you reveal a plan, you see. So it's, it's hard for you to be indoctrinated in a, a particular sect uh, to jump across the other side and say, how would your enemy see this? And and then say, my God, it's, it's the enemy's plan here. Yeah. Yeah. And also, just another little quick question. Um, I was listening to another radio show and someone brought up um, some book that was talking about how the aristocracy of Rome are actually the ones who uh, authorized the the writing of the entire New Testament. I'm sorry, I can't remember any of the names associated with that. And I tried looking it up, but I couldn't find anything. Have you... Heard anything about that? We know that the Medici family uh, that, that eventually ended up in France, yeah. and who were also moneylenders to the ancient Rome, ancient Rome, one of the many moneylenders um, that had been on the go for centuries, uh, that they had a hand in setting up the funding of what they called this new gospel across the ancient world yeah. uh, at, at that particular time. And uh, they, give it, they had a certain way of standardizing, again, all the different writings, what would be put into a, to a, a final book, in other words. And that became the, the, the Vatican one, the, the Vaticanus is called. Yeah. Uh, that became their book. And the Protestant one really is a takeoff of that, too. Okay. Well, anyway, all of your work is very much appreciated. Okay. Thanks for calling. Bye. We're back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts, coming in for John Stadmuller. As I see, going over some of the bad news, and you have to look at the bad news to realize the enormity of what you're up against. It's enormous, all right, but, you know, it needs our cooperation at every step it takes. That's the key. That's the Achilles heel. We must comply and go along with everything to suit our masters. And if we don't, we're going to have a hard time of it. Now, even the riots that are predicted to come along as they start jacking up all fuels and the cost of everything that's transported goes up in the stores, your food, even the oil for heating and so on. Uh, they're expecting riots as they start to cut us back because they want to get us into a global war-type situation where you have rationing and all of that, even refugees within major countries. They want to get all of that on the go because, as he said, at the Club of Rome back in the 70s and printed in their own book, The First Global Revolution, when they hit upon the idea of unifying the planet under the guise of global warming, and they said that excuse would fit the bill. They, they said that the only time we do or told and don't complain and go along with drastic changes is in wartime situations. So this is what they're creating right now. 2001 was simply the year to kick it off. They even had the debates when they gave us the con game of Y2K. Does the century really begin with the year 2000 or 2001? Of course, the scientific guy said it's 2001. That's why we have the big Jachen and Boaz attack, Twin Towers, on 2001. The very thing that Arthur C. Clarke had written esoterically into his book, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Hi, Freemason. Gives you a journey in space for the exoteric it's actually a journey of the illumined man going through and winning over his God, the God that restricts him, and beating it. That's what the real story was about. But 2001 was to kick off that as well. 2010 was his next novel. And in there, a new son is born. A new son is always the allegory they use for a new God. A new God is science. It's always been the God of the elites down through the ages science they used to couch it in terms such as understanding nature when they could understand nature and the laws of nature they could conquer nature and reshape it remake it all because they claimed that everything was left imperfect everything that the builder had made was left imperfect they were referring mainly to humans if you wonder why the massive rush towards genetics, the massive money that went into genetic engineering in the last 50, 100 years. That's why. If you wonder why the eugenics program is already on the go long before that, that's why too. These guys are eugenicists. They look upon the public of the world as a herd, a herd that feeds them and clothes them. This hair is even better than sheep because we build their mansions for them. We build the big autos and the Learjets to travel in. But there's too many of us, they claim. And you see, we 
are taking their natural resources up. The natural resources they plan to have for their great-grandchildren. And since obviously you're superior than we are, then we have to go. This is, that's their simple reasoning. And if we don't go, they're terrified, as Charles Galton Darwin said in his book, The Next Million Years, we might outbreed them and overtake them and eventually do some nasty stuff with them, maybe eliminate them even. So before that happens, they eliminate the public. Strike first, you see. Very simple. And when they strike, they train us to accept our doom because it's always under the guise of helping you. And since we're living in a socialized society, socialism, perpetual childhood, we've been trained not to go into the deeper problems of life. It's all handled by those superior guys up there. So we can have time to play. We, we, we have a world of children, a whole world of children that wants to play and not be bothered with all the big heavy stuff, all that negative stuff they're taught about the new age. Don't look at the negative, look at the positive. Turn your back on the negative. And that's when the train hits you. Science. Science is so close to seance, it's quite intriguing. It's quite intriguing too to look into these characters and wonder, did they really, really use channelers or mediums in the 1800s? The channelers that even top prime ministers in the history books claim that they used, getting messages from some other world. Makes you wonder, eh? Or is that all hocus-pocus to confuse the public at the bottom? Even with the Viril Society and the Thule Society in Germany, they used channelers, and that's where they claimed they got their technology from. Again, is it hocus-pocus, or are they actually in tune with something? When the elite used to write to each other and publish books before most of the public could read and write, when they claimed to be descended from the rebels that were imprisoned here, were they telling the truth? Or is it more hocus-pocus? And when they started inbreeding with the public that were here, they started to lose their powers, so hence they need to keep genetic lineages to try to inbreed again. There's no doubt about it. These characters are all related at the top. Dynasty after dynasty, president after president, prime minister after... You'll find with the prime ministers of Britain... They'll tell you years later who they really are, but never at the time. Why is that? Well, one thing for sure, they all follow the same agenda and it never falters. They give us a front man, left and right, doesn't matter. The one agenda goes on, down through time, regardless of who appears to be in power. And why does it go so flawlessly without interruption it's because the bureaucracies these massive bureaucracies the bureaucracies that even Bertrand Russell said and Carl Jung and others said would be tyrannies at the end these are bureaucratic tyrannies of officialdom they know what they're doing they know what their agenda is and they don't care who the front men are what party seems to be in power they have their orders 
and they work their whole lives in those agencies to bring it about. We don't elect bureaucrats. It was so bad, even in Young's day, he said he wasn't worried about an iron curtain. That was bad enough. He saw a bureaucratic curtain stifling off the life of the planet. And guess what? We're actually here. Whereas Russell said, before they get right into the scientific tyranny, which he said must come, a tyranny more brutal than any previous religion had ever been because they'll have so much power. He said they'll also work hand in glove with the bureaucratic tyranny. And it's here. The laws that have been put on the books since 2001, and actually before 2001, because Canada passed an anti-terrorism bill back about 98 was pushed through by Alan Rock, who now works at the United Nations. And even then they were wondering what earth this was for because the world was supposedly at peace. It's the same bill that became Homeland Security for the U.S. It was in the mid-90s that these agencies suddenly sprung up across the Americas to do with disasters, coming disasters, and they were practicing for disasters in little potato towns like Alliston, Ontario. And one day I drove in there and there's all these fire engines and police and everything around and actors dressed up with bandages on and tomato sauce. And I said, what is this? This is a practice for disaster. I said, what, what disaster? All car bombs. Uh, they make say oh, car bombs outside Baxter Laboratories. You know, the big laboratory makes vaccines as part of IG Farben still gone and I thought well why would that be when the Cold War is over there's no enemies what's going on they were training us then then they sent out a booklet around everybody's home telling you that you now have these particular emergency response teams and, and agencies with offices set up to take care of you in disasters natural and man made in the 90s and boom 2001 comes along then you find a real purpose they're already set up in advance. And still the public can't get it. During the Cold War, we never had any of that kind of stuff. If Britain got nuked, for instance, or Canada, it was tough cheese. They'd know where to put the people. There was somewhere to put the elite, all right. They had the underground bunkers in places and cities, but there's nothing for the people. That's the real world we live in. There's masters and slaves. Charles Galton Darwin said in his book, The Next Million Years, there has always existed slavery in one form or another. And we are now in the process of creating a more sophisticated form of slavery. That was written in the 1950s. He wasn't talking at the top of his head. None of these guys do. These men sit on international boards of scientists, the ones that control your schools, your news media. Because, yeah, it's a science putting across propaganda to the public. They sit upon all the different research facilities in medicine and psychiatry and all the rest of it. These are all arms and extensions of control. Remember what Lenin said. It's imperative to set up agencies 
and services for the public, they eventually will be used as authorities over the public with the force of law. They're telling us now they're going to inject us all by law because of coming plagues. The pharmaceutical companies, they're part of this. They're hand in glove with the bankers. In fact, if you look down the years and the centuries of the big international money boys, the money, money lenders, they always have pharmaceutical agencies on one side, which they own, and the banking system on the other. So did ancient Egypt. They say there's nothing new under the sun. It's just the appearance that keeps changing. Eugenics, eugenics, eugenics is the big thing as they push, push, push and convince the public who are now unfortunately parting this. Yep, there's too many of us. Mind you, I never hear anyone who says that volunteering to go first. They think that they're superior. In fact, they're trendy. Have you noticed how people want to be so politically correct? They jump on the latest bandwagon of political correctness. I'll go to a couple of callers. Oh, my page has just gone down again. As I'm doing, pulling this up. Yeah, political correctness is quite something. People cannot be correct enough. And even though the new correctness is the opposite of yesterday's correctness, they don't seem to notice. Something that Orwell talked about in Doublethink. We've got Clarence from Oklahoma there. Are you there, Clarence? Yes, I am, Alan. It's uh, great to talk to you again. Yep. And uh, uh, don't hope, I hope you're not rushed on my account, because I, <laughs> I can hold on however long. But That's all right. Yep. Uh, you just, I mean, you hit so many points, and, you know, my head starts spinning, you know, when I call in. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things you hit is the fact that uh, what the, this is an overall arching mm -hmm. uh, conspiracy. I, uh, they call it conspiracy. I, don't, I hate to say conspiracy. Yeah. People just jump up and down. No, it, it's a system. Mm -hmm. It's not a conspiracy. It's a system. Yeah. And it's been here for thousands of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's hereditary. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that. And I was just thinking today. Uh, let me tell you, just uh, you know, I can give you a microcosm of what's going on here because they keep the average public dumbed down to the uh, public fool system. And what they do is uh, most you can have you ever watched Jay Leno's Jaywalking? I mean, that's not made up. Those people really don't know. They don't. And, you know, uh, I'm 57 years old, at least. I guess I could count myself lucky that I was in a... At least they tried to teach you something back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, but when I think about it, this whole system is uh, is so corrupt. And, you know, they've had these uh, hearings today on... Uh, at the house, yep. uh, I don't know if you know about that, but I, you know, and I've, I've recorded the entire thing just to make sure there's a record of it. Mm -hmm. But this whole political system in this country, and I'm sure in, in all countries around yep. the world, 
is totally bought off and totally controlled yep, there is, yep. by these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made a call one time uh, to the FBI, and I'm, that's probably a mistake. I'm on their list now, but I don't care. You know, uh, I'm one of those people I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. But you remember when Michael Reagan made that, I don't know if you heard about that. He made that threat. He wanted to kill Patriots, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I called it. That is a, as far as I know, when I was a federal police officer many years ago, 37 years ago, that is a violation of federal law. Mm-hmm. I called the local FBI office here. They would not take my call. They would not take my complaint. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know what the law is. So they said, no, you, you need to call in Los Angeles. Well, I thought, now, if it go, these are radio waves. They go across state lines. That makes it a federal crime. Mm-hmm. So I called the FBI office there. They sent me to some, and I could tell by his voice, I hate to say it, some young kid that doesn't know, you know, whatever from Shinola. Mm-hmm. And... You know what he started doing? Can you carry me over just real quick? Because I'll, I'll finish this real quick. Yeah, quick. Okay, uh, I capture this message. Uh, 
to be honest with you, within the, the whole field of it, uh, but I've found not just in that, when you have a particular direction, any spin-offs or even opposites are generally all part of the same road to, to get us all taking one side or another or, or even confusing us. As long as we talk about it, we're actually doing their work. We're, we're talking ourselves into the next phase of compliance or acceptance. So whatever topic they give us to, to, to think about, they also tell us what to think about it. So even if you're fighting something, you end up end up working for them eventually. That's how it works. It's very simple. That's why they created communism too, which seemed to be the opposite of capitalism on the books. But they were, they were not. They, all, they both came together. They were designed to eventually come together on the same path, which they have done. Well, I would think of eugenics as uh, calling out the unfit, and I would think of dysgenics of... Uh uh, helping the uh, unfit to have more babies and calling out the uh, fit. Yeah, but who's deciding who is fit and who isn't? After all... Well, the welfare system. Well, what about the welfare they make, system? They make judgments about who should uh, be paid for an extra child and who should not be paid but, for but no who, child. But who makes those decisions? Hmm? Who makes those decisions? The welfare system. Yeah, and who runs the welfare system? Uh, the government. Yeah. Do the people run it? Oh, no. No, of course not. Well, what I'm well, doing see, is I'm, I'm, I'm challenging your choice of words. Mm. But you I'm challenging, I'm challenging you, 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 the way you perceive things. Uh-huh. The people never demanded welfare. The people didn't demand that single mothers be kept. This was the agenda, to create the massive impression that you're getting overpopulated and also destroy the family unit. Didn't need men. Back with more after these messages. We need Just to lead us, must be possibly 